everybody, what's up? I'm Sarah the Rebel. This is Women Wrestling Friends Podcast. It is a podcast where I talk to ladies about wrestling. I know you think we don't exist, so I had to make this podcast to prove it to you. I have a very special guest today. Now that's Asandra. Right. Oh, I, I hate that little ponytail. No. I, 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 would wear, I would rock it all the time, and I would, like, whip it back and forth, and <laughs> it's just like, Sandra, calm down. And I'm like, okay. Fine. <laughs> I just want to get my Jericho on, man. Yeah, and when and when he beat The Rock, mm-hmm. and, and um, what was the one match that he had where he actually won as a heel? I think it was with The Rock, and everybody was so pissed. Right. Everybody was so mad, and I... And I Never grew up watching any pay-per-views or Raw because we didn't Same. have cable. Yep. So my my next-door neighbor had it, and we had, like, a little mini party. And when Jericho won, everybody was mad, pissed, and everything. And I was Except just you. like... <laughs> you were just over there like the person in the wrong jersey at the party, like, eating the chips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, good. Yeah, and, and for me, like, Jericho was my main one. But I also love the, like, oddball ones. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Hurricane was always okay. one guy that I really liked. That uh, is very yeah. odd. <laughs> Perry Saturn was, like, another guy with the Moppy. And, oh, my God. It was, for me, wrestling has always been more of, like, an entertainment type mm-hmm. of thing than, like, two guys beating each other up. Right. So I always grew up, and I know I went through a period because my sister is the oldest one, and she would be the one, the mean one, basically, that would tell me, like, Wrestling's fake, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> it does that. Yeah, so it's like I, I got to the point where, where I started to think, okay, so what if it's mm-hmm. fake? You know, it, they're they're still getting hurt, you know, blade jobs back then, right. but they're, they're still busting their asses, mm-hmm. doing a good work, entertain, being entertaining, right. And it, that's all that yeah. for me. I used to, when I was younger, and people be like, oh, wrestling, blah, blah, blah. I was like, this is like the best soap opera ever. Yeah. It's got all the drama, the romance, yes. the passion, and then people get into fights. Like, what yeah. more could you ask for? Exactly. So to me, it, it, yeah, it never mattered if it was fake or not. Um, but it's it's so funny that you love Jericho, because I distinctly remember when he first arrived. Yeah. And I was like, did I miss something? Because I didn't then understand that, like, there were different organizations and people yeah. were coming between. So Jericho arrives, and I'm like, how come everyone's so excited for this guy? Yeah. How come everyone knows him? And so for anyone younger than me, and I'm like 29, mm-hmm. um, the, 2000, the year 2000 was a big deal. Uh, it was... It was called Y2K, right? Yeah, that's Y2J. why he's... But, but he's Y2J. Yeah. Yeah, so 2000 was called Y2K, I think. And everyone was panicked that all the internet was going to go down, if I remember correctly. The AOL dial-ups going to be going right. down. I think they were like, oh, we don't have... Computers ha-. were going down. Right, computers weren't going to have the year, right? So everything was going to shut down. This was the fear. So there was a, a like kind of a big cultural significance around him being Y2J and having the countdown clock and having yes. all the numbers. It's very new millennium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he came out with his little ponytail, and I was like, fuck this guy. I don't like this guy at all. Uh, but I loved his moves. Oh, so yeah. despite hating him, yeah. Yeah, so Walls of Jericho. Mm-hmm. And then when he, when he became the older Jericho, his moves got almost like 
grumpy dad yes. style. So, like, the line saw is kind of, like, half-assed, but it's still there. Right. The walls of Jericho, he just looks like... It's he just could just bear, Yeah, right? like, he's just, like, old dirty bastard, like, yeah. Jericho now. And I love it. Like, I don't care if... People call him fat now and all this stuff. I'm like, he's just a dad. He's, that's what I keep saying. So, I actually love Jericho now. And yeah. I'm like, he's dad. I hate his dad butt. I wish he would put some tights on. But other than that, I just get such a kick out of watching him just dad around the ring. Yeah. Everything looks so, like... So, I don't want to say perfect, because it doesn't look perfect, but it looks so eff- effortless, yeah. almost, in a way. Like, he's he's been through the industry so, right. so much, in and out, you know? So, he knows, like, all these new, new, like, fresh people, and he, he basically puts them, like, under their wing, like, like as much as uh, I could just, I know. <laughs> eagle's wings. Bear you on the breath. Thank you for knowing that hand motions go with that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Just keep doing it. No. Um, so who do you say so? But uh, but I have always noticed that ever since Jericho just became kind of like the dad of the whole WWE. Ever since we lost the Undertaker, I have noticed that there was kind of like. I almost call it like daddy issues of wrestling. Daddy issues of wrestling. I want to make that podcast now. Yeah, where it's like there wasn't that authority mm-hmm. to kind of lead the the whole group. Because since the Undertaker kind of, you know, he's I'm old and I'm, I'm, just, old. Gonna, I'm just gonna go away. You know, <laughs> direct quote. That's what he said. Old and I'm just gonna go away. So it's it's like there was that one period of time where it was just. Nobody was there to lead. Mm-hmm. Nobody was there to be the dad of the group. You know, as much as we love Vince, he's, he's just not, the, no. the the evil step, grandpa, yeah, or evil uncle. Yeah, that he was. He's just in and out of your life. You right. Know? So, <laughs> so it's just one of those things. And Triple H is like gone. He's, right. He's doing. He was NXT. a great dad that. at NXT. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he has his own his own set of children. Yeah, he's got his own family. His children of nature over there in NXT. <laughs> So it it's just one of those things where the main roster was just missing something. And then when Jericho came back, that's like around the time I got back into wrestling is when he started up. Mm-hmm. And and I almost saw it like night and day where I saw one episode of, of Raw and it was without Jericho and everybody was kind of talking about him showing up. Right. And I could tell it was just kind of like, it yeah. was just sad looking with just the, the roster just looking kind of gloomy and everything. And then that next week when he finally showed up and everything, oh my God, like everybody was super happy and like there, you could just see life in everybody's eyes right. because it's like, daddy's, daddy's here. Other daddy. <laughs> Other daddy. Real dad. Daddy <laughs> takes me to the zoo. You know that dad. I don't know that dad. Yes. so out of the many wrestling shows there's raw there's smackdown there's nxt there's 205 live there's all their little uh actual shows which are kind of weird uh do you have a favorite like wwe show that you like to watch uh well right now being that that smackdown and raw are so boring basically and so when um when the whole kind of shakeup happened everything just needs to kind of die down and be settle and then start out with other stories. Right. Right now, there's some pretty interesting stories going on. It's just, it's just kind of all being piled in. Right. And especially with Raw being, being that now it's kind of like the SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> with an extra weird. hour, which yeah. is terrible. 
And now SmackDown has all these these amazing, you know, kind of dream matches that right. could be added Absolutely. Out. And with anything with AJ Styles, of course, it's just yes. always going to be... Almost all of my dream matches are AJ Styles versus... AJ Styles versus... <laughs> yes, exactly. But for me, like, I'm more more intrigued about having something with The Miz beating Dean, which is like, I know, we've seen it a million times, but... Dean was just one of those guys that shouldn't really have the title. I kind of wish The Miz kept the title much longer because since he is a heel and right now Raw has so many faces, yeah, nobody can get it off of Dean. Right. So it has to be The Miz. So of course it's like when they have the triple threat and all that stuff, he's going to win it. He he should win it at, what is, what's the next I one? I don't remember. It's Is it the one with the E? Oh, uh, there's too many damn pay-per-views. Uh, yeah. Mm, it's, uh... Because the next one is, uh, is a SmackDown brand. Yeah, the next one's SmackDown. Is it Great Balls of Fire? Great Balls of Fire. Is I, it? I think it is. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. It, it sounds like a bar, like... Yeah, so like I was on a... dirty bar. I was on another podcast, and they kept say, making Great Balls of Fire jokes, and I hadn't heard that they had named the pay-per-view that, and I yeah. was like, why is... Losers keep joking about Great Balls of Fire. And then I saw it, I was like, oh. It just sounds like a really run-down bar. Well, my, my other co-host, who's normally here, kept calling uh, Payback Retribution. And oh. I'm like, it's a, such a better name. It's like a, a retribution. Really, like a 2005 video game. Yes. Where it's like your character is WWE just hitting the retribution. Wall. Yeah, it's just, it's not good. But, but, of course, it's like, we have to deal first with having to get the Miz to get the belt. Yes. And then it's it's when you can introduce Finn Balor, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. You know, for me, I would like to see, which is really weird, is Miz and Finn Balor. Yeah. Because Why? they're completely two separate fighters that have different styles, one being a demon. Right. And one the other being, being a the movie star. <laughs> it's just, I feel like it would be weird, but also good at the same time almost kind of like yin and yang's right. why i could see it and i could see him uh miz beating him i know it's yeah i think poor finn balor i think from having an injury then coming back and immediately getting a concussion i just think the poor guy like i a lot of people are still all about him but i've really felt like a drawing back from him yeah and I hope it, it doesn't last very long. But I'm actually really excited to see him and Bray Wyatt because I'm stupid and I keep wanting to believe that the WWE will let Bray Wyatt use magic. <laughs> and like an <laughs> abused child who keeps being like, no, they love me, they love me. I'm going to just keep holding out. Because could you imagine like crazy cult leader magical man versus demon? It would be amazing. But they won't give it to me properly, I already know. No, and like he doesn't have the family anymore. Yeah, that, it's all so weird. So we have two guys. We have one guy who's supposed to have a Wyatt family and one guy who's supposed to have a Balor club. And neither of them have those two things. We're just pretending they exist. Yeah, and it, it, it would actually be pretty pretty interesting if, like, Balor had um, the club right. with them and then uh, Bray having the family. Yeah. Because then you have three on right. three, and it would work pretty good. And it's like you could have those DQ finishes where they others come in and mess with them and all that stuff. And then you could have, you know, 
going to the compound, which the compound is like completely destroyed by now. Right, but but it could still it be could like a rise rundown. again in the yes. woods. I the best it's use, a shack, right? So. The best use of that was really the new day one, the mm-hmm. new day video. Oh yeah, if 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 that whole split didn't happen, I think we would have saw something interesting that would have just led to Bray losing like always, but. We would have had something. Yeah, I agree. It was going really well. And and somebody pointed out, like, oh, well, why is this Randy Orton thing not working? And he pointed out that when Xavier Woods was was fighting uh, Bray, he kept showing fear. Yes. You could see on his face that he was yes. perturbed. And that's what Randy was never afraid, worried, concerned, mildly annoyed. He had viper eyes, though, the little, the little glowing eyes. <laughs> Sorry, that was my Randy Orton face. Uh, the only kick I get out of Randy Orton is from the neck down. Anyway, um, so yeah, so you're looking forward to, to a Miz and a Finn one. Interesting. That's the first time I've heard, I've heard that yeah. one. Yeah, I think the Miz is incredible at, at being a heel. I oh, think yeah. he'll be our future Jericho. Yes, and no, at the same time. Because I don't, you know how they say you could be a heel so much and then you become a face and then you just become like the greatest face of all time. I feel like the Miz doesn't want that. No, I, I don't think because he's, he's been through that face stage, and it was just such a bad experience for him that he just he just doesn't want it. He doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be a point of time where it's like everybody wants to root for him, but he's gonna he's gonna pull it back. He's going to be the one that's saying, no, it's not my time and I don't want to be a face. And probably doesn't want to ever be a face. It's just interesting, the whole face and heel dynamic of, like, we love heels. Mm-hmm. We love hating these people. And, but we're not supposed to because if we love them too much, then they have to turn into faces yeah. because we're cheering them. Uh, and it's it's almost weird. Like, you know, I'm not a business person working for WWE, so I don't know mm-hmm. how much it affects them other than I do know that heels sell less shirts. However, I've seen heels shirts, and they tend to be fucking ugly, so chicken or egg, whatever. We can go over that some other time. Um, but I do wonder, like, would it really hurt them to let us cheer a heel and just fucking love a heel? Like, do they always have to change heels in the faces? Mm. Well, the thing is, too, is like, if, if you kind of look at the more like Japan style ones, faces are fighting faces. Heels right. are fighting heels. Who fucking cares? Yeah, no one cares. We just want to see that good match. Yeah. And it's just the booking is what makes it the whole kind of story. And also having to not have that, that kind of line between, oh, okay, you're going to be a face. You're going to be a heel. No, it doesn't work that way. It has to be more of what, what, the wrestler does as a person to kind of lead the group of, mm-hmm. of fans to say, okay, I'm behind that guy. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Cause Sasha, I really wish Sasha could just be allowed to be a heel, but they're not going to turn her because no. of the merch sales. So it's like a, a catch 22 of we're getting a lesser version of her character and they're still doing some interesting things with her. I think as long as they don't mess up this time around with the Bailey thing, because her and Charlotte, as much as there was a part of me that hated that we were watching the same match over and over again, mm-hmm. I also loved every almost every single one of those matches, except one that was incredibly botchy. Uh, but, like, all the rest of them were just amazing matches to watch. So, And you could have had, to me, Sasha being a heel fighting a bigger heel Charlotte, and I still would have been completely on board with the match. So, yeah. 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 It's just one of those things where you... I know a lot of people say that Raw and SmackDown actually have a pretty good set of women right now. 
Finally. But, yeah, thank God. But I, I still think NXT right now mm-hmm. is, like, home run. Right. So we didn't talk about, so which show, so are you watching NXT and 205 Live more than SmackDown yeah, and Raw? I am. I am, mainly. Mainly because of Aleister Black. And, like, <laughs> and like for me, as much as as much as much it's Killian Dame, he's Big Dame on my heart. I'm a Haas fan. Uh-huh. I love my Haases. Right. So, like, what, War Machine... Mm-hmm. And Big Demo, like, they're just, they're here. They're in my heart. in the heart. Yeah. So who are some of your faves? For NXT right now, it, it's got to be Aleister Black. Okay. Like, oh my god. He, I, when I become an old, like, old, old man, I want to be Aleister Black. <laughs> I want to be like, you. Just, just the way that, that, I don't like much of his entrance, the whole, like, I'm a vampire, you know, it's weird to me. So it's so funny, because Tamara, the person I normally have on here, was like, Sarah, have you seen this guy? He's a vampire, and I'm all about it. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't care for it, because it, it looks good on NXT, but I can't imagine it when he's, like, in SmackDown and Raw just being like, hi, (laughs) like, it'd just be weird, but I would love to just see him come out and just be like, I'm here, like, I'm I'm basically here to beat up anybody that I see. And he just, the way he looks, the way that he just stares at people. And he has not cut a promo, if you ever think about it. Huh. He's never spoken the whole, I don't think he, no, he hasn't. Crazy. Just by the way that, like, like he just looks at his opponent and just, in general, like, his little packages that they were doing right it's you get a sense for him yeah that's what they say in like in the wrestling industry they're like people should be able to tell within 30 seconds who you are yeah and so it's always great when someone can actually do that so are do you have any other favorite you mentioned the women so who are some of your favorite ladies uh right now is nikki cross okay because i just i love her her kind of quirkiness where she's hella quirky but her details to everything is so amazing because like when we talk when we talk about the uh, the number one what was it the rumble that the, they yeah, had, they the had rumble, yeah, little rumble like the little things about her that that I don't know we should yeah go ahead Let's okay so on. like Oscar ended up beating up everybody right which and I didn't love but yeah I didn't really care for it really it just made her look a little weak about the whole situation right but but the whole entire time I was looking at Nikki. And when she kind of woke up after getting beat up, she's just like, Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. She's just trying to look for her. She And she has those those killing, like, I want to kill her, like, eyes. And I love it. And then the best part is when um, she kind of, she always likes, she has this fixation with the rope where she wants to just, she just reminds me of a dog with a chew toy. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, stop it. You know, <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> but she just went every she went to the ropes and she looked at Amber Moon and she started laughing at her because uh-huh. Amber Moon went through the ropes into into the barricade, which it looked painful. And I don't know if, I don't know if she's injured right she's now okay. with her. Yeah, I think I, I read something, yeah. but I'm not sure if it's like real injury or not. Yeah. So like, but the one thing that I saw was when she wanted to grab the ropes and she looked like she was about to chew on them. She looked at Amber and she started laughing at her. Uh-huh. And she's just like, ha, ha, ha. And it just made me laugh. Like, it threw me in that moment where it's just like, that's how crazy she right. is. Because at a moment, she wants to kill Asuka. And then all of a sudden, she sees Amber Moon in the ground. 
not moving and she it's funny to her right she's telling a story the whole time yes she's in there. yeah and like the others like as much as i like ruby ruby riot she was just in the corner like it just kind of like something like a mac truck hitter like she right. was just in the corner shivering and to me she's she's the one girl that should be the alistair black mm-hmm. where it's like because of the way she looks i love her look i love the kind of like cut little jean look that she has her haircut and she to me feels that she should be the fearless one right with no no fear whatsoever and when i saw her in that corner almost to the point where she looked like she was crying it killed my moment for yeah her. i it was to me very frustrating because if you wanted to have all four women you know fight there were other ways to do it where yeah. they still all got to look strong. Yeah. But instead, having this completely undefeated woman come in and just destroy everybody at the end and not have a winner of a rumble uh, was just kind of weird storytelling to it, me. It was, and it was it was a hot mess. Yeah. Which any, we can't complain, any rumble is a hot mess. Yes. But having a handful of unknown women involved with it and... We could talk about the elephant of the room, Candace LeRae. Yeah. I hate it that they just called her Candace. They're like, oh, and there's Candace, Candace, Candace. It's just like, (laughs) excuse me, what? Like, (laughs) you guys are, you guys have a a superstar here. Like, and you, you guys decided to just shove her in this. Like, she, she was above that. Yeah. She shouldn't even been there to begin with. Right. Because it threw off a lot of the, and I've noticed that uh, the crowd was thrown off by it. Mm-hmm. And when she got eliminated, the crowd was just like dead after. Right. Because it's basically, and I don't, I don't even know if you could even put her with Charlotte because it's like, they're, I feel like they're both just because she hasn't been through, through the WWE. Right. But I feel that, 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 that would be a, first of all, that would be a dream match. Right. Candace and Charlotte. Yeah, that would be pretty dope. Do it in like a street fight with some jeans oh, and a yeah. tank top. I like I that. want blood. Yes. Like Ripple Flair blood. blood. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that would be amazing. But I, I just feel like like she shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Or at least it should have been a build up to her being there. Yeah. Because that's what I feel sometimes is they'll have something kind of cool but they didn't build it up. Well, yeah. well, or some, we'll talk about something that's a little less cool as an example, but The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns was never built up as a retirement match. And I know why they did it. It's because they wanted to leave out the idea that maybe Undertaker would win or something like that. But it, in the end, stunted everything that happened, besides just the fact that everyone hates Roman Reigns, is we didn't know this was what it was, so there was no, like, build-up. So I kind of hate when the WWE tries to be slick and sneaky and swerve us and Mm -hmm. instead just like stunts shit. Because we're like, oh yes, I am surprised and a little shocked. And so I have no reaction. Well, well, the thing is with me, it's like, I didn't really care about the story. And I didn't even care if we had six months or one day to know about about the match between Mm -hmm. them. To me, it would have been more better if... if, um, that's the thing it's just that whole match is just a hot mess all the way around Mm -hmm. I know we wanted Roman to have that streak because then when he goes after Brock Mm -hmm. 
then he could be like, well, we're the same because I beat him too, her, her, you know, right. it just, it's just one of those things where I know there could have been a lot more people that were more worthy of doing it. Of course, Roman, he's, he's just one of those guys where he's, he's going over what, what, what I know Stephen Larson calls it X-Pac heat mm -hmm. that it's like, now it's gone to the point where I don't know how he gets ticket sales or or the all his clothing i guess is supposed to be like really high yeah it's apparently and stuff, women and children which is it's weird because it's boring yeah <laughs> everything is boring about yeah, him he's boring he bores me unfortunately he's real pretty i'd sit on that face any goddamn day of the week when fucking braun Strowman choked him against the wall i had a moment where i had to be like oh shit it's nope i'm watching live i can't pause it oh my god uh but like his stories and in the ring and like being the guy. I, I say this all the time. He is a guy I would invite over anytime at a Super Bowl party. Yeah, yeah come bring the chips. Uh, he's a good guy. He's not gonna like do anything bad at the party. Like, he's just he's a guy. But that's not interesting for wrestling. And you you on top of that, you already have everyone angry at him for getting pushed too hard. So he's really just being motivated right now by the women who think he's hot, mm -hmm. and then, like, the kids who don't give a fuck about anything and are just like, he's big looking, which is what Vince is thinking about. Yeah. And who buys the most merch for anyone in all industries? It's women who are buying merch for themselves, for their kids, for their husbands. So it makes sense, but it's, it's not helping anything to keep throwing him back in the main shit and nobody wants it. And the thing is, is did you watch or did you listen to Jericho's interview with him? Mm -mm. Keeping it real reigns. That's the reigns I want. Uh -huh. I would highly recommend if anybody has not, you know, listened to it, you need to. Because the whole story about him growing up with the Usos and all that stuff, it was interesting. And the way that he was speaking about it and just talking about you know, he, he wasn't really saying much about being pushed, but he, he was kind of dancing around it a lot. Right. But the the way that Jericho, and once again, Daddy Jericho is the one that has to kind of reel him Come in. Come on, son. Yeah, and, but like the way that he, he was talking and everything, I was like, I want that rain. Yeah, so I saw a rain that I wanted during the Rusev kind of thing. Mm -hmm. He got a little more just, like, how he is on Up, Up, Down, Down whenever he's on there. Just yeah. kind of, like, snarky and arrogant, and but also, like, funny and having a good time. And I was like, this guy is way more... There's so many more layers mm -hmm. to this guy than the guy who stands there and looks very tough, but a little sad that he's about to beat the shit out of the Undertaker. You know, like, yeah. I want that guy. And then the whole thing with Rusev got mushed away, because he's too big for Rusev, I guess. So. That's weird. I don't know. For me, it's just like, everybody talks about it. I'm so over it. You know, just let him have his match with Brock, and then we're just all going to be like... That's what Tamara keeps saying, too. She's like, you know, Braun and Roman are both in the ring. They're doing fine. There's nothing wrong with these matches. But I'm just ready for it to be done. Like, mm -hmm. move past it. And... I don't know when, you know, when people have asked me, who's Braun going to face next? I don't know, but I do want to see more Braun. He's pretty oh, yeah. interesting. He's my senpai. Like, yeah. I, lo I love him so much. And the, the downside about it is that they built him up to be this monster. And then him 
kind of being the coward monster. It doesn't fit him. Yeah, it was it does really not weird. Fit him at yeah. all. And like the thing is too is that like I noticed when he when he kind of did the eye to eye with Brock, uh-huh. he makes Brock look tiny. tiny. Yeah. So it's like for him to back down from that moment, it threw me way yes. off. And I was like, the first thing he should have done is just push him. Yes. I completely agree. They were like, oh, we can't have Brock face... We can't have Braun face Brock yet because Roman has to face Brock. Well, then you shouldn't even have done this. Because it just made it... You made yourselves look stupid, in my opinion. Because why couldn't Brock beat this guy up? I haven't seen this guy, you know, really wrestle in a long time because that Goldberg shenanigans wasn't, like, the best oh, yeah. display of his prowess. So what am I supposed to be afraid of here? It's just, oh, Braun is a coward now. Yeah. All right. And we're going to get a whole a whole Brock year until Roman it's, takes it off him in WrestleMania. It's pretty hilarious that the Intercontinental title has had to become the main title now on Raw. Well, all the, the secondary titles are starting to elevate because it's like, we got boring Randy, mm-hmm. which is like... Snooze fast. Like, oh, who's going to take the belt off of him? Someone please hurry. It's like, <laughs> the only person I could really think of is, is Shinsuke. Yeah. Because since they're kind of building him up, first of all, I hate the whole, like, what, what do they call him? The artist? Yeah, they were, and, known. and Dolph Ziggler being like, oh, he thinks he's Michael Jackson in that oh. long, weird joke. I was just like, this is so painful. Dolph, Dolph is, is a high-profile jobber to him. And the thing is, is that backlash. If they're gonna have a match, I don't want. I don't want him to touch him. I don't want him to even look at him. I just want <laughs> Shinsuke to come in, kick him once, and and do the like Chris Jericho like pin, right. where he doesn't even pin him at all. He just puts his foot over him, and he's right. just like, that's it. Yeah. And then he walks away, done. Because I I do not like it. I I. I don't either. Everyone's like, like, oh, he has to. Dolph is always the one who introduced, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, then you shouldn't have made it this complicated. Yeah. It should have just been, I'm mad that you just showed up, and then you fight, and it's over, and we move the fuck on. And it threw me off that that they're kind of making Shinsuke talk more, too, because in NXT, he never never really talked. And, like, the the one thing that I was just like was when, uh, I think it was, like, the first or the second time they, they met up, he's like... Who are you? And then Shinsuke goes and he goes, You don't know who I am? And it's just like... <sighs> I know. I was, I cringed. I, no one else seems to feel this way, so I'm glad you feel this yeah. way. But I don't think he should be talking. No. And he's so good at nonverbal communication, too. Like, when... um, what, Who was it leaving? Renee had to leave the ring because Dolph was being an asshole yeah. to her. And he puts his foot on the rope so that she can leave the... Like, he's so good at nonverbal cues. Yeah. The rolling of the eyes. His just, face like, and, like, the way he, like, grabs his chin yeah. sometimes. If you need around. this man to talk, get him a manager to talk for him. No, he don't, doesn't even need a don't manager. Don't talk. I no. don't like him talking. He doesn't need a manager at all. Like, I cannot, I cannot see him with a manager... Talking for him because just the way he, his face and the way he walks, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need to speak. He doesn't need, he doesn't need a manager. He just needs to go in and beat people up. Which we haven't gotten to see. Not at all. Not at all. And it's just, and then another guy that, that just throws me off is Ty. Mm -hmm. The perfect 10. Yeah. 
I think this is one that, I guess because I don't watch NXT and 205 mm-hmm. Live or, or, or those as much as I should be, uh, I was just kind of thrown off by the 10s originally. Like, I think of the Royal Rumble, everyone's yelling 10, and I was oh like, Oh my god, Ten? it okay. was just the best. It was the best, because we, it, I kind of started watching it right when he was starting to get big, mm-hmm. so I was all like, who, who the fuck is this guy? Like, and why, why is he the... The per- like why why is he throwing why tens? Ten? You know, like right. why is he doling out tens all of a sudden? And I asked my friend, who's the one that got me back into it, and he's just like, he's just the perfect ten. That's all he said. Go That's all me. he said, and it made sense because it's just like his quirkiness to it, and and like the way he he does it, and then like his little cue card that he pulls off, and it's just like, I mean, it's just, it was so good at the moment, but. To me, I kind of felt that he should have stayed at NXT. Yeah. Because they're not doing anything to, like, nothing. Right. What is he doing? Like, beating up, um, um. That guy the, with the bat. Oh, my God. What's Co- his name? Co- Co- no. He's Pat part of the Boston? Bob Villains. No. Oh, Aiden, uh. Aiden English. There you go. Yes. I know people's names. And it's just like, it's just, uh, it's Well, just I will bad. say, Jericho made Aiden English, uh, irrelevant period for me uh, with oh. the little backstage thing. <laughs> oh I was like, oh, Aiden English, he's so ba- whack. And then Jericho was like, you know what happens when you cry? And I was like, never mind, look at Aiden English. Oh, don't cry, oh. Aiden English. Uh, but we've gotten way off track talking yes. about SmackDown and Raw yeah. instead of talking about NXT. So we talked about your favorite NXT wrestler. Um, and this week we saw a number one contender match, which we talked yeah. about a little bit with Asuka. Um, and, and we talked about, we both didn't like that. Mm-mm. Not fans of how yeah. that turned out. Um, there was, basically, that was the lead up for, I think, is it TakeOver Chicago, I think, is where we're going to have it, that fatal four-way? Yeah, it was uh, Chicago. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Itami returned, and for once seemed to have a passion and a drive and anger to him. Was there anything else in, in this week's show that really struck out to you? Uh, no Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. And no, um, I know, and no Drew McIntyre. Well, this week's episode was mostly more around Adeo Tommy and um and Roderick Strong because mm-hmm. last week we had the um we had kind of like a behind the scenes story almost like a like a story about uh Strong Roderick Strong mm-hmm. and for some of the people that don't know about him it, it was nice because it's like he talked about his family and and now he has a he has a child and all this stuff and it was nice, but for me, that I kind of knew a little bit about him, it, it's just like, okay, I, I understand that because he, he used to, I think I remember he used to work heel okay. for a while, so they're kind of turning him into a face. Be, I don't know really why. I don't know if they're going to end up just giving him the belt with uh, having to challenge um, uh, uh Oh my God! I can't the believe. One. Yes, the glorious one. Yeah, Bo- Bobby. Bobby Roode. There we go. There we go. <laughs> but it, it's just weird because next week we're we're gonna have the match for the number one contendership, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be Adeo Tommy and Roderick Strong. They're both faces, which to me like is awesome because it's like yes, finally something like there's not gonna be a heel, there's not gonna be a, a face to this. It's just gonna be wrestling. Who's gonna him. win? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because now, now we're at the point where, where we kind of think about it, you know, whenever they would do like a number one type of thing, 
it's like it would always be a heel it would always be a face and then you just look at the person who has a belt and then you say okay then that person's gonna win right we don't know who's gonna win this one because right. like Adeo Tommy as much as he's really good and and I don't really know much about him he's going to he's going to 205 live I hope so he he's one of many one of those guys where it's like he doesn't really he's not even gonna get the belt he's probably going to try to get it mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden he's just going to be in 205 life like this right. just going to be boop there he is which is good and bad in the same way because it's like 205 live is it's just there's a good roster of people yes but the situation that they have being right after smackdown and i went to to the smackdown in uh anaheim over here mm -hmm. uh, like a month or two ago right. and I remember, like, once SmackDown was over, everybody was just, like, gunning it. Bye. Yep. And, it's, and it was pretty good matches that we had, too. Yeah. I've made this complaint at every live show. Wherever they have a cruiserweight match, people use that as their bathroom break. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding? And the crowd will be dead, and we'll be getting, like, the match of our lives, and there's no one home. And so one of those times, in fact, um, I think Neville went up to do the Red Arrow mm -hmm. and then got back down because he's like, you don't deserve this. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you tell those hoes. <laughs> and the thing is, is like, I felt like Neville was the one that carried it from the very beginning, which is good because like evil Neville is awesome. Right. Like, like face Neville was very boring to me. Yeah. Even though he had like the really crazy like magic moves and he, he looked like he would just be flying in midair. But Evil Neville has that, like, look to him. He looks like a damn orc. Yeah. And it, it's just amazing. It, it's it's one of those things where I would like to see a Deo Tommy versus Neville. Yeah. That would be really, would be really, great. really good. Yeah. I, 205 Live, I think, just suffers from the fact that they're not a part of any of the main storylines. Mm -hmm. And so people who, who don't know anything further than just Raw or SmackDown don't really think about it. And I think if there was more tie-ins with the main story or more of the smaller WWE people had, like, opportunities to come over and just have matches every once in a while, I think people could get more excited. But they also don't spend a lot of time on their own wrestlers. Like, Lindsay Dorado, I still don't know shit about him. You don't? <laughs> I've seen so many matches. You're like, oh, yeah, he's the mass wrestler. Okay. Okay. He, I think he got injured, so he was gone for a little bit. So he just barely like. And then grand mental league. Oh, and mental league, I think, was out too for a while too. But but the thing is with them is that for being a main roster, they got their shit together more than SmackDown and Raw because their storylines, like this week's storylines, were actually really good and yep. <laughs> really interesting. Because it's like we finally ended up getting a uh, uh, healed TJ Perkins. Which is now it's TJP. It's so much better. I like yeah. TJP. Yeah, and and now like his dabbing and all that, that mm -hmm. crap, it feels more evil. Like yes. he, the way he looks at like at, at Daddy Neville every now and then. Like uh, I know what like I think it was last week when he he kind of looked at him like I was doing this for you, Dad. You know, and he's all beating people <laughs> up and stuff. Yeah, I love it because it's like finally we don't have like robot. TJ Perkins. Right. And you know what else was interesting? When he confronted Neville, I think it was on Raw. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sitting there watching it with Tamara, and he said, Neville says something like, oh, well, you should care because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she and I were just like, wow, that made a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
it was so nice to have a completely, totally logical reason yeah. for why he is listening to Neville and why he is doing this. I was just like kind of floored because this yeah. is wrestling, and a lot of time we have bullshit like you, you stole my hat, or you won't become a part of the Titus brand. Yeah, <laughs> to get like oh. Oh, that's really smart. I loved it. So I'm yeah. loving everything about heel TJP. Yeah, and I, I love it too. Especially and his purple. <laughs> yeah, and his dabbing is yes. like the one thing. Huh. Oh god. I'm evil. <laughs> but uh, the Corey Corey Graves actually does it really good where when he had the match, Corey was like, Oh, and he's not dabbing as much as I like this TJ Perkins because he's not dabbing. And then he does and then he, it. Right. And then he's like no, this is why I don't <laughs> like you. <laughs> Back to Corey for a moment. I do have to call this out because it made me laugh a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, twice during 205 Live, he referenced Tom Phillips's face fucking situation. <laughs> and when I heard it, my jaw just dropped. And in fact, when he makes the other one, like, yeah, it's longer than a four-hour flight, which is a reference to whatever Tom Phillips had, had said to uh, the woman. Um... You hear a pause where they turn their mics off, so Tom Phillips and, is probably sitting and there. And you like, could see the camera, <laughs> like the camera was facing them, and you could see them both like giggling, and you could see Corey kind of like he he's getting that like you know how you, when you have like your best friend, yeah. and you and you have that that chemistry where it's like you're trying to make your friend laugh, right? And then you you look at them when you do yes, it, like, you look at them like, <laughs> did I do good? Yes. Did I make you laugh? And then it's, when he turns the mic back on, he's still got the laughter in his yeah. voice as he does the next part. I love Oh, my God. Like, yeah, real relationships. I was just like, fuck, Corey. I would do it. Corey goes so shit. hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ali and Drew Gulak have been having this weird storyline. I love it. I love it. No I fly zone. I love Drew Gulak as the... Uh, ambulance chaser lawyer mm -hmm. which is fantastic and it just makes me laugh because he he used to be almost uh, a character you would forget in yes. the beginning and now that he has a little suit and ties and he no with fly zone and what's his little quote that he always does uh i'm not lying no flying yeah I'm no high flying like I love, I love, I love everything about that whole thing, the whole little situation and just him having those little like, mini stories that could go beyond just one person. He can go up to like, if he wants like a title shot, he could go up to Neville and, right. and start messing with him, which would be pretty good because it could bring that, that high flying that Neville is kind of restricting himself since he is a heel. But now that he would have to have like, like facing him it would bring that to him to be like okay he doesn't want me to fly but i'm gonna so fly, I'm gonna fly. because because they told me no you know right yeah it's it's interesting how much the differences between a wwe show and a, and a live show of any other sort oh yeah because that no fly where you said i'm not lying no high flying you could see the crowd wasn't really into it yeah but like at a house show or at you know a local wrestling show half the crowd just to play along would have been chanting it with him and it was it just reminded me of how much two or five live is to me a lot more like those kind of shows like I, more like indie wrestling yeah for me like if if 205 Live was almost kind of like a PWG show. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine yeah. that all that, the him with the sign, everybody would be just 
chanting that and right. just or booing whichever, up everything. Yeah. And it would just be amazing. And the reactions would be perfect. But no, it's like we got like some kid in the front row just... Right. I really... I know they can't do it. They probably set things up a certain way the way they have. But I almost wish they could let it not be attached to SmackDown. Yeah. People are tired. They just watched a whole match. You're giving a show that a lot of people don't even know that they want. Mm-hmm. They do want it. They just don't know. Yeah. If this could be separate, like with NXT, I think the crowds would be a lot better. And I think the show itself would be a lot better. Oh, yeah. Other than that, just pumping some fake noise, for God's sake. I know. It's like <laughs> Roman gets like yays out of his booze. It's like, why can't you all right, do, do that? Right, do that. Yeah. Dub, Go dub ahead. Dub it yays, over. You know? It's not fair that. It's like, you're. I guess they're spending all those those yay buttons. The yay like, budget is Cashing in the yays. Roman. For Roman <laughs> and Joe Fabian, like live cannot get that. Can't it makes no the sense. It's true. It's terrible. Um, I like Mustafa Ali, but I feel like he's a little plain Jane at the moment. Like even his music, his outfit. Like I feel like he's got so much skill, uh, and then he only shows like every once in a while. He shows little glimpses of personality. Uh, I think. It's just hard when you're a face if you're not a natural face to yeah. figure out how to still be And he be has heel face. Yeah. Like, he, he, he just looks like a stud, like, mean looking and stuff. And the thing is, is like... That explains why I like him so much. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, too, is that I think he did enter as a heel. heel. But then they were kind of like, oh, our two Middle Eastern people looking yeah. people are heels. So it's like they kind of just told him, hey, you're a face now. And he's at that point where it's just kind of, he's trying to figure things yes, out. I agree. But Drew Gulak is like overpassing him. Way overpassing him. Which a lot of people were probably like, Oh, I didn't even know he had an in, in him to do that. Right. Yeah. So it worked out fine for him. It is always interesting when that when with two hundred five live because it's so new. Every time we see a new matchup, we're mm-hmm. almost seeing new sides of people in oh, some yeah. ways, and it's really exciting. But at the same time, it also makes me sad because you know, like we originally we had uh, Rich Swan was our like main guy. Yeah. Oh my god, he's oh my doing god. so yeah. awesome. Blah blah blah. And then he had to go away for a little bit, and now he's back to being like nobody. Uh, but they did have him face Noam Dar this week. Yeah. Which, without Alicia Fox there to annoy us or confuse us or interfere, so it was a pretty good match. I was yeah. personally sad that he lost to Noam Dar, but I get it. Um, how'd you feel about that match? It was very, very sketchy in the beginning. You could tell these two guys have never, like, their style of wrestling don't really mesh well. Yeah, that's why I was confused about them even having Because even doing the, I think, well, I think Shawan was trying to do the, uh, like, a leg sweep, and Noam Dar just went, <laughs> and he just fell on the ground, and it's just like, okay, like, you right. can tell by, by them that it was a little sketchy at first, but once they got the flow going on, it, it started to pick up a little, mm-hmm. and then since, I think Noam Dar is more of a submission guy. Yeah. You know, it it was it was a little rough because submission versus Rich Swan, which like he he just he just loves to fly. Right. Like you cannot stop him. He he's just in air all the time. He lands on his feet. I don't know how. Yeah. There have been times where it's just like you tell he's just like. You know but f- then he's he's fine. Yeah, you know it's funny. He's afraid of heights. That's crazy. To me. I know. <laughs> That's crazy to me. It's funny. I've talked to quite a few wrestlers who who do things off the top rope who have mm-hmm. admitted to me that they are afraid of heights. 
And so it's just so funny that with Rich Swan, like he's he's taking joy. He really does look like a swan taking flight. Uh, but but yeah, he's afraid. That's that I don't I don't believe you because the way that he does things and like the air that he gets mm-hmm. all the time is just I don't I don't he's just like yeah I don't think he's just like <laughs> yolo gotta get the views. Uh, I love him a lot. I'm sad that he had to take that break for his injury and kind of lower yeah. down, but hopefully he's able to pick this back up. Uh, because the show's so short, it's, you know, they're not able to feature everybody yeah. every week. Uh, so, and there are positives and negatives about that. But what my favorite part of that whole match was at the very end, Alicia came back. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't excited at all. I was like, no, don't do this story some more. I don't want to hear Fox anymore. But then, <laughs> Noam leaped into her arms. Oh, my God. That not was the best. only did she hold him up just fine like the little man baby he is, she even gets on, like, one leg yeah. and does this. Just, like, she might as well have just bounced him a little bit. I, like, wanted, so I wanted her to just carry him all the all way, way out. out. I bet she could have. Yeah. It was <laughs> crazy how she was able to, like... I kind of want her to go for the title now. So this is is what I tell people all the time. Like, Alicia Fox is a lot better than she portrays herself to be. She's a very solid worker in the ring, but she's got stupid-ass wig on, and she's pretending to be a cheerleader diva still, which doesn't... No one... I don't think anyone knows how to react to it very well because no one else is playing the diva anymore. Well, she got stuck in the middle of the whole, like, situation with with the divas and then now the women's kind of wrestling or entertainers. But she's in that, that, like, middle part and that, that diva's part is still trying to get her back to kind of reeling in there. But I have noticed that she is starting to more push out from that, and, mm-hmm. and she's starting to to be a better wrestler. Because I know, I know, in the beginning she was not good. <laughs> the majority of times I would see her, she'd try to like check her hair to see if like a chunk of it is on the ring, right? You know. But then but... like her match with she came back and she had a match with who was it now? Was it Nia Jax? No. It was somebody, it might have even been Bailey. It was a while ago. I can't remember. Sorry, everyone. Let me just tell you lies. Uh, but she re- she more recently had come, she had come back from her injury and she had a match. And it was just her being basically a, a jobber mm-hmm. to the other person. But she looked great. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, why don't they ever let you wrestle more? And now finally, like, they had her in that, um, the match on Raw and I thought all the women looked really great in that oh, match. Yeah. I really enjoyed that match. And they gave her a bunch of time in the ring. So it was pretty cool. Now I just wish she would just have a new gimmick. Like, if you're going to be crazy, then be crazy. Don't be like, I'm a valley girl who goes crazy. Just be yeah. crazy. I would love for her and, and Noam Dar to have, like, almost that when she wrestles, she starts to learn more about the submissions and oh, have her be the, be like, submission like girl like their relationship yeah. does something for the wrestling style and that would be that would be interesting because then you could have you could have her be kind of like the the Noam Dar of the of the women that is interesting you know mm-hmm. and that would be that would be good because there really isn't a, the majority of the the women right now are just all either risk takers or or just foo-foo women and it's like we don't we don't have like specialty ones, so it's like I would That's like true. to. True, if you were her. like Sarah, who did, like almost all of them, I think have submissions as their 
finisher right now, mm-hmm. except for Bailey, who has a belly to belly suplex. Belly to belly. It's okay, a strong. Sorry. That's it's very strong. Watching Charlotte go through everything with Sasha and then seeing her pretend to be knocked out over a belly to belly suplex is the. I'm sorry, I'm going on a rant. It's just fucking bullshit. I'm glad she's not with Bailey anymore. <laughs> Uh, although they're doing weird things with her over at SmackDown right now. Like you said, I think this, the shows need to settle. Yeah. Um, but out of, of 205 Live and NXT, so my problem with watching NXT is it feels like I don't know anybody, I guess. So are there any matches you recommend like checking out to like get, for anyone also watching who wants to get into NXT, are there any like good people to watch or, or you know, to ease into it? Right now, and, and um, I remember when when I checked back, uh, Steve from Steven Larson told me, he, he sent me a message. He's like, you do know that the old, like, I think it's like 2005 NXT, like the beginning ones, mm-hmm. they were just re-released. Oh. So it's like you have almost this, this different universe of, the main rosters just being little little babies, uh-huh. and it's weird. It's so it's so weird going back and like seeing Seth Rollins with his little blonde, yeah, and like him just being like, "I'm just happy to be here," and it's just like, what the hell, like this is so <laughs> weird, and it's weird to see uh, Cesaro with like the balding hair and like he just looks very very. He doesn't even look as buff as he looks now, and it's just. I recommend a lot of people, if, if you do have the network, to look back at all those and just be like, wow. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. <laughs> really weird to just see. It's almost it's almost like a comic book where they have like different stories. And then when you look back at them, you're like, wow. Like, this is where we came from yeah. to get here. Yeah. That so is interesting. It, it, I recommend going back to those. And I, I wasn't watching NXT at the time. But now looking back to it, I'm just like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's odd. It's, it's just it's really weird. Well, that's why it's development, I yeah. guess. Uh, I know for me, I really enjoy watching Ember Moon work. So anytime she's in a match, I will go and watch. Um, though I have a harder time watching everybody else because I'm just like, I don't know you guys. So working on it. Because I know you. a lot of people watching have asked me to talk more about NXT and 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Well, thanks so much for, for coming yeah. on the show and talking with me. Where can people find you? Um, I have my own Twitter that I've had forever and I use, it's like the only thing I use. So it's now that's a Sandra at Twitter, but I also do stream on Twitch. It's also, you could always find me with now that's a Sandra. Nobody has a name. So it's like the one, the one name that I always have. So it's like, you could always find me on Twitter. You could always find me on Twitch. I, I do do a couple of YouTube kind of videos, but it's just mostly gaming videos type mm-hmm. of thing. I don't I don't have time to be like editing and all. I don't yeah, have time oh, for that. I know it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I hate editing. It's why y'all don't get better videos from me. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for watching, everybody. Please follow Women Wrestling Friends on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram if you'd like, but I lost the password. If you know how to hack Instagram, please hit me up because I'd like to just oh, get yeah. back to using that. You can find me at Sarah the Rebel everywhere, including Twitch as well, and Twitter and Instagram and all the places. And be sure to watch Ready to Ramble, my show with Iffy and Cameron on Hyper RPG. That's on Twitch live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Bye!